Chapter twenty four of On Our Selection by Steel Rudd. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Son of the Exiles. Chapter twenty four A Lady at Shingle Hut. Miss Ribbone had just arrived. She was the mistress of the local school and had come to board with us for a month. The parents of the score or more of youngsters attending the school had arranged to accommodate her month about and it was our turn and didn't mother just load us up on how we were to behave particularly joe dad lumbered in with the usual log for the fire and we all helped him throw it on all except the schoolmistress poor thing she would have injured her long miserable putty-looking fingers such a contrast between her and sal then we sat down to supper that old familiar repast hot meat and pumpkin Somehow we didn't feel quite at home, but Dad got on well. He talked away learnedly to Miss Ribbone about everything, told her, without swearing once, how, when at school in the old country, he fought the schoolmaster and leathered him well. A pure lie, but an old favourite of Dad's, and one that never failed to make Joe laugh. He laughed now, and such a laugh, a loud, mirthless, merciless noise. No one else joined in, though Miss Ribbone smiled a little. When Joe recovered, he held out his plate. More pumpkin, Dad. If what, sir? Dad was prompting him in manners. If? And Joe laughed again. He said if. I never. Just then Miss Ribbone sprang to her feet, knocking over the box she'd been sitting on, and stood for a time as though she'd seen a ghost. We stared at her. Oh, she murmured at last. It was the dog. It gave me such a fright. Mother sympathised with her and seated her again, and Dad fixed his eye on Joe. Didn't I tell you, he said, to keep that useless damn mongrel of a dog outside the house altogether, eh? Didn't I? Go this moment and tie the brute up, you vagabond. I did tie him up, but he chewed the green-eyed. Be off with you now, you, you. Dad coughed and scattered fragments of meat and munched pumpkin about the table. At once, and do as I tell you, you. That'll do, father, that'll do, mother said gently, and Joe took Stump out to the barn and kicked him and hit him with the corn sheller and threatened to put him through if he didn't stop squealing. He was a small dog, a dog that was always on the watch, for meat, a shrewd, intelligent beast that never barked at anyone until he got inside and well under the bed. Anyway, he had taken a fancy to Miss Ribbone's stocking, which had fallen down while he was lying under the table, and commenced to worry it. Then he discovered she had a calf and started to eat that. She didn't tell us, though. She told Mrs. McPherson, who imparted the secret to Mother. I suppose Stump didn't understand stockings, because neither Mother nor Sal ever wore any, except to a picnic or someone's funeral, and that was very seldom. The creek wasn't much of a place for sport. I hope as you'll be comfortable, my dear, Mother said, as she showed the young lady the back room where she was to sleep. It ain't so nice as we should like to have it for you. We hadn't enough spare bags to line it all with, but the cracks is pretty well stuffed up with husks and one thing and another, and I don't think you'll find any wind can get in. Here's a bearskin for your feet, and I've nailed a bag up so no one can see you in the morning. So now I think you'll be pretty snug. 
the schoolmistress cast a distressed look at the waving bag door and said thank you very much what a voice i've heard kittens that hadn't their eyes open make a fiercer noise mother must have put all the blessed blankets in the house on the schoolteacher's bed i don't know what she had on her own but we only had the old bag quilt and a stack of old skirts and other remnants of the family wardrobe on ours in the middle of the night the whole confounded pile of them rolled off and we nearly froze do what we boys would tie ourselves in knots and coil into each other like ropes we couldn't get warm we sat up in the bed in turns and glared into the darkness towards the schoolmistress's room which wasn't more than three yards away then we would lie back down again and shiver we were having a time but at last we heard a noise from the young lady's room we listened all we knew miss ribbone was up and dressing we could hear her teeth chattering and her knees knocking together then we heard her sneak back to bed again and felt disappointed and colder than ever for we had hoped she was getting up early and wouldn't want the bed any longer that night then we too crawled out and dressed and tried it that way in answer to mother at breakfast next morning miss ribbone said she had slept very well indeed we didn't say anything she wasn't much of an eater school teachers aren't as a rule they pick and pour and fiddle round a meal in a way that gives a healthy appetited person the jim jams she didn't touch the fried pumpkin and the way she sat there at the table in her watch chain and ribbons made poor old dave who sat opposite her in a ragged shirt without a shirt button feel quite miserable and awkward for a week she didn't take anything but bread and tea though there was always plenty good pumpkin and all that mother used to speak to dad about it and wonder if she ate the little pumpkin tarts she put up for her lunch dad couldn't understand anybody not eating pumpkin and said he'd tackle grass before he'd starve and did you ever see such an object mother went on the hands and arms on her dear me why i do believe if owl sal was to give her one squeeze she'd kill her oh but the finery and clothes you never see the like just look at her and dad the great oaf with joe at his heels followed her into the young lady's bedroom look at that said mother pointing to a couple of dresses hanging on a nail she wears them on weekdays no less and here raising the lid of a trunk and exposing a pile of clean and neatly folded clothing that might have been anything and drawing the articles forth one by one look at them there's that and that and this and i say what's this mother interrupted joe holding up something he had discovered and that and mother and this hey mother don't bother me boy it's a toothbrush and mother pitched the clothes back into the trunk and glared round meanwhile joe was hard at his teeth with the brush oh here and she dived at the bed and drew a nightgown from beneath the pillow unfolded it and held it up by the neck for inspection dad with his huge ungainly hairy paws behind him stood mute like the great pitiful elephant he was and looked at the tucks and the rest stupidly where did you ever see such tucks and frills and lace on a nightshirt why you'd think it were for going to picnics in instead of going to bed with here too here's a pair of brand new stays besides the ones she's on her back clothes she's nothing else but clothes 
Then they went out, and Joe began to spit and said he thought there must have been something on that brush. Miss Ribbone didn't stay the full month. She left at the end of the second week, and Mother often used to wonder afterwards why the creature never came to see us. End of chapter 24 Recording by Son of the Exiles